welcome to the Preaching Matters Podcast. My name is Alan Carr, and I am your host. Thank you for listening to our episode today. On this podcast, we talk about preaching because we believe preaching matters, and we certainly want our preaching to be better. We want it to glorify God, and we want it to be biblical. And so that's what this podcast is about. We talk about all matters related to preaching because we believe preaching matters. So thank you for tuning in today. We're going to get right into the episode, but before we do, let me ask you to go to your favorite podcast directory and leave us a good review. We would appreciate that. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Now, let's talk about preaching because preaching matters. Friends, welcome back to the Preaching Matters podcast. We are friends, right? Well, I hope so. This is episode number 28. Today, we're going to be talking about formulating the subpoints. Up to this point, we have chosen a subject, a theme, written a proposition, turned that into a question in the propositional interrogative, chosen a keyword, developed a transitional sentence, and written the main points. And now today, we're on step eight, which is formulating the subpoints. So here we go. Although the skeletal outline of your sermon is nine place, the major part of the writing of the sermon still remains. And what I mean by that is the meat must be put on the bones. If you think of your outline like a skeleton, you could take that skeleton into the pulpit without any meat on it, and you could preach it in about three minutes. What we're going to do is try to flesh out that sermon Putting the meat on the bones of your skeletal outline is done as subpoints are formulated and appropriate illustrations, which we will talk about in a later episode, are added into the sermon. And then when the introduction and conclusion are written, the sermon will be complete. Now, just as the main points, and I told you this last time, just as the main points establish the sermon's proposition, so the subpoints establish the main points. So each main point, it serves to prove as a proof of your proposition, and each subpoint serves as a proof of your main point. Think of it that way. And there are three basic categories of subpoints. There is explanation, exemplification, and accentuation. So let me explain those. Explanation involves clarifying ideas, words, or concepts. It's where you explain the things you're talking about. Exemplification means giving understandable examples of the truth being explained. So you explain something and then you give understandable examples of that truth, perhaps through illustration, personal examples, or or something that people can relate to. And then accentuation entails emphasizing the truth. So you explain it, you you exemplify it or illustrate it, and then you accentuate it. You emphasize that you press it home. So think of it this way. Explanation is an attempt to clarify. Exemplification is an attempt to prove. And accentuation is an attempt to clinch the idea. And what these are really are a form of oral underlining. You're using words to build a case for the things you want to say. And you're teaching people truth through the usage of explanation, exemplification, and accentuation and all of this will be done through subpointing in your sermon. So let's talk about it. 
Now, subpointing can be done in several ways. Sometimes a sermon will employ only one method, but on other occasions you may use more. So let me tell you how they may be done. Number one, subpointing can be done by exposing the text. And how do you expose the text? You do it through exegetical study. You study the text and bring out everything you can find in it. Then there are modifiers which will show themselves in the mechanical outline. If you remember that, we were looking for lists and parallel ideas and things that go together, those modifiers. And you could say prepositions, you could say the verbs, the conjunctions, whatever, but those are modifiers. Then you have definitions and word studies. Word studies are going to give you a whole lot of material to help you put meat on the bones of your sermon. And then you have contextual considerations. How this passage fits into the context is going to be vital in helping you explain, exemplify, and accentuate what the text is saying. So that's number one, exposing the text. Number two, subpointing can be done by questioning the text, not as to its authenticity, but asking questions of the text, such as why, when, who, where, what, how, so what. All of those are questions which we should ask the text and let it tell us the answer, and then we will have more meat for our bones. So number three, subpointing can be done by considering the natural relationships between larger concepts in the text and then their smaller parts. So for instance, if the main point is biographical and you're talking about someone's life in the text, right? You want to consider their roots. Where do they come from? Their career. What did they do? Their personality. What kind of a person were they? Their achievements in their lives, maybe their failures, their name or their relationship to God. All of that stuff should be considered as you think about an individual. Now, if the main point on the other hand is related to an event, the lesser categories might be time. When did this happen? Place. Where did this happen? Causes. What brought this to pass? Effects. What came about because of this? So think about all of those ideas as you consider the, the relationships between the larger concepts in the text and their smaller parts. And then a third one. If the main point is related to time, the subpoints might be past time, present time, future time, things like that. And other concepts which show themselves in the text, such as relationships, miracles, parables, doctrines, and speeches, all have lesser ideas within them, which are natural parts of the whole concept being taught. Virtually all concepts can be broken down into sub-ideas. You say, well, this requires a lot of thinking. Yeah, it does. So put your thinking cap on. When you go into the study, prepare yourself to think, meditate, and think hard about the text and work on it to dig out of it everything you can. This is going to help you as you do expository preaching by allowing you to stay in your text and preach what the text says without having to run willy-nilly throughout the Bible trying to find something to say. Because the text you are preaching has plenty to say. It is the expositor's job to stay in that text and find everything the text says. Now, number four, this might be a little more difficult here, but subpointing can be done through formal reasoning. Again, you got to use your brain to do this. There is a type of formal reasoning called deductive reasoning. 
Some people call it syllogism. And this kind of reasoning moves from a general truth to a specific truth. So you come to the text and you bring out the general truth that's there, and then you nail it down in a specific truth, that is deductive reasoning. Then on the other hand, there is inductive reasoning. And this kind of reasoning moves from specific examples within a text to a general conclusion which can be drawn from those examples. Now, that was a little abstract, and you might need to listen to that again and and think your way through that. And uh, I want you to, to take your time and understand these concepts because some of these things are new to you, and some of these things are they're just stuff you don't think about every day. So take the time to go back and listen if you need to. Look at the show notes. This information will be there, and hopefully that will help you in your understanding. Now, the following following recommendations concerning uh, subpoints I hope will be helpful as you prepare your sermon. So number one, if possible, the primary subpoints under each main point should be stated in a parallel fashion, just like you did with the main points. You want to follow the same tense. You want to follow the same voice. You want to follow the same wording the best you can in your subpoints. Then number two, the, the immediate preaching text and the context around those, that preaching text should be gleaned for helpful material before additional scriptures are searched for, for further supporting material. So instead of going somewhere else and pulling in another text and talking about that, stay where you are and get everything you can out of that text. All of the material you can use from that text is going to help you focus on the text and bring it out and develop it before your people as they listen to you. And then number three, at least one sub-point of application under each main point should be included. And these applications should be as specific as possible. And uh, I'll tell you, application's vital. A lot of times you go here preaching, and they give you the history, they give you the context, they give you all the background, but they never make any connection to where you are. Application is vital in preaching. I'm going to say it again. What is preaching? It is explanation, application, and persuasion. You take the text, you explain it, you apply it, and then you persuade people to make a move based on what the Scripture says. So do not neglect application. It is very, very important. Something else I would mention, number four, during delivery, don't number your uh, subpoints out loud. So you've got, you've got Roman numeral one is your first main point. Under that, you got subpoint A, subpoint B, subpoint C, or whatever. Under that, you got sub sub point one, sub sub point two, sub sub point three. And under that, you got sub 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 point A, sub 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 point B. You get the picture, right? And if you try to number all that, you're going to just confuse people. You're going to be saying, now, you're going to move through the sermon. You're going to say, now, number one, notice this. And then after you said number one, you're going to say number one. Now, number two. And now, number three. And then when you get done with that, you're going to say, now, number two. And you see you're going one, two, three, one, and it just, it just confuses people. So if, if there is a reason to present subpoints in the form of some kind of list, be sure the audience understands what is happening. Let them know what you're doing so they can ride with you as you move through the text. Now, I hope, I hope this makes sense to you. And again, some of this stuff, I'm just going to be in, in the interest of full disclosure. Let me say to you that I no longer use subpoints in my sermon. I will, I will say it this way. I have subpoints, but they're not part of the outline. 
They're just written out in paragraph form and the material is there, but I don't necessarily subpoint my sermons anymore. I used to had alliterated main points, alliterated sub points. And if there were any sub sub or sub 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 or sub 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 points, everything was alliterated and it's got to be overwhelming. It's just too much. And so I think for simplicity's sake, for my sanity's sake, and for the sanity of the congregation, I have stopped using subpoints in my sermon, at least identifiable subpoints. The same information is there. It's just not part of the skeletal outline. So my outlines have gotten very simple. I have a title. I have a text. I have my main points, and that's it. Everything else is just written out and not identifiable as subpoints. Now, that may not be your style. And you be you, okay? That's what we want to do. We want you to be you and you to find what works for you and then do that and see what fits for your ministry. And if you're kind of new to preaching or if you're teaching Sunday school and a lot of these things we're saying aren't necessarily going to fit with you, a lot of these things are going to be developed over time. Now, it takes a preacher a long time to find himself. It takes a preacher a long time to become comfortable in his own skin and to figure out what works for him in the study, in the preparation process, and in the delivery of the sermon. It takes a while, and that's okay. Experiment. Find what works in your life. For instance, I have preached from outlines in the past, just a basic outline. I have preached from a post-it notes. I have preached from index cards. I have preached from, with no notes at all on many occasions. And now I mostly preach from manuscripts because that's what works for me. And I'm going to do a whole episode on the different forms of writing a sermon, whether you outline it or whether you um, post it, note it, or if you preach without notes, or if you just uh, do a full manuscript. And I want to talk through those different ways of doing it and tell you why I think writing a manuscript is the best way to go. And I'll just give you a brief window into that. If I write a manuscript, what I'm able to do as I move through the concepts in that sermon is to write them out in a logical form. Then I'm able to go back and edit all of that, and and that way I can see what it's going to be, and I can put it together in a way which is coherent, which flows, which speaks to the people. I can ensure that I've got good explanation, application, and persuasion all the way through the sermon. I can be sure all those elements of preaching are there. And all of my illustrations are written out in full. All the scripture references I pull in are written out in full. Everything is there. And you say, well, what's the benefit of that? Well, uh, in my case, my sermons are published by all the major Bible software publishers, and they take my sermons and they put them in the software, and they've got to be searchable and all that stuff. So it helps in that regard. Also, a lot of them appear on my website. I have a weekly email subscription list that uh, I send out and people subscribe to my new sermons every week. And uh, I do the full manuscript to benefit those folks as well. But the primary reason I do it is to think myself clear. And I think myself clear best through writing. And so that works for me, right? Plus, when I've got this sermon done, I archive it, I save it, and I have it. It's saved on the hard drive of my computer. It's also saved off-site in the cloud somewhere, wherever the cloud is. That's where my stuff is. And so anytime in the future, if I'm looking for a certain illustration or if I've preached a text before, 
I can go back and pull up that sermon and find what I'm looking for. Hey, if you come back to the same text and you've already done all the word studies and you've done thorough exegesis of that text, you may be coming back to it, preaching it from a new direction, from a different theme and that kind of thing. Why in the world would you want to take the time to do the same work you've already done over again? If I've already discovered the voice, tense, and mood of every verb, if I've already got the definitions, if I've already looked at my nouns and my sentence structure and all the grammatical impact of that, if I've already dealt with the context, then why do I need to go back and listen, guys, work smarter, not harder. Save your stuff in a way you can find it so that it can help you in the future. Because if you plan on being long-term in the ministry, I'm nearly 40 years in now, and I've got a 40-year backlog of sermons I can look back through. To be honest, in the early years, that stuff was pitiful. I mean, it really was. Until I developed through a whole lot of reading and through, through, through going to school, getting education, and through a lot of time in the study, I've developed a style that works for me. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to find out what works for you. And at the end of the day, you've got to be yourself. God called you. He didn't call you to be me. Yes, I can teach you some things I do, or at least I can share them with you. I can't teach them to you. I can share with you some things I do on a weekly basis. I can give you some tips and some insights and maybe open your mind to some things you've never thought of before. And that's how this podcast can be a help to you or someone else. But to teach you how to preach, I can't do it. Because honestly, I don't know how to preach. I really don't. I've been doing it all this time, preached over 6,000 sermons, and I have no idea how to do it. I just kind of study and prepare as best I can. I pray, get in the pulpit, and it just kind of happens. Isn't that the way it works? Preaching is a strange thing. It's something that is weird. I mean, it's just odd being a preacher. But God uses it, and God has chosen that as his method for reaching the lost. And so I'm glad to be a preacher, thankful to God for the call to preach. I never expected to be a preacher growing up. I expected I'd work a dead-end job and die young. That's what I expected. Here I am, 60 years old, still in the pulpit every week, preaching the word of God, and I'm grateful for the opportunities God gives me. Also grateful to be able to come here on this platform and talk to you about the matter of preaching because, hey, preaching matters. That's why I named it this. Preaching does matter. And since preaching matters, we need to learn to improve ourselves and be the best preachers we can be. Well, I've kind of deviated away from subpointing, but I've really said all I want to say about subpointing other than this. Be careful not to alliterate all of your subpoints if you put them in there because you're going to get caught up in this whole thing of every letter and, and every subpoint sounding the same, every main point sounding the same, and your congregation is going to get lost in the outline. What you want to do when you preach, if you have an outline, is for your outline to disappear. You want the truth to be remembered, not the creativity of your alliteration or your outline. You want the text and the truth contained therein to be what impacts the people. I don't want to impress anybody with my intellect, and certainly I wouldn't be able to. I don't want to impress anyone with my oratorical skill, and again, I'm deficient in that department. I don't want to impress anyone with my writing skills, and there again, I'm deficient there. What I want to do is impress people with the truth of God's word. I want to get up and say to them, thus saith the Lord, and here's what God wants you to do about it. God said it. Here's what it means. Here's what it means for you. Now get at it. 
And that's the whole goal of preaching. So in the preaching moment, I want to kind of disappear. I want my outline to disappear and I want the word of God to have center stage. I want to point people to Jesus. That is my goal. And I hope it's your goal. And if it is your goal, you can succeed by learning how to develop sermons in which your outline doesn't become the star of the show, but Jesus Christ becomes the centerpiece of everything that transpires in that preaching moment. So, hey, thank you today for coming by. We're going to go ahead and cut this one off here a little bit short. We'll come back next time, and we'll uh, talk about illustrations. And this may take a couple of episodes to get that done. We'll see because i got a lot to say about illustrations. So we're going to talk about it next time. That'll be episode number 29, and that'll be include helpful illustrations. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to email me, alancarr at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. If you have an idea for a future episode, I'd love to hear it. If you have concerns about something I've said, I'd love to hear it. If you have questions or comments for me, I would love to hear it. Or if you're just getting help, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, also, not only do that, but go to your favorite podcast directory, wherever you get your ear candy, and leave us a five-star review if you can, and let us know that we're doing well in your eyes. And then, not for me, but so we can achieve a better ranking and the show will get more audience and more airplay, that kind of thing. It just helps the algorithms, guys. Help me out. Reviews. Necessary. Please. Also, we find out we've got a Patreon link. If you'd like to help support the show financially, I'm not here to make money, but it does cost me to do this. And if you'd like to help me out a little bit, there's a link at the bottom of the show notes. So get in there and help us out with that. And otherwise, God bless you. I'm doing this on a Saturday and swirling around in my mind right now are my thoughts for tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to getting up and sharing the word of God and preaching. And I'm praying God will do something eternal in our, in our service tomorrow, but not just for us. I'm praying for you too. As you stand and preach, as you stand and share your Sunday school lesson, as you do whatever it is you do in relationship to the word of God, I'm praying the Lord will bless you and use you. And I'm asking God to minister through your ministry. So you pray for us. I'll pray for you and do get in touch with me and keep tuning in. Oh, by the way, something else you can do. Tell somebody else about the Preaching Matters podcast. Let somebody else know that they might be able to find a few crumbs here now and then, and I'd love to have them on board to be a part of the Preaching Matters family. And I'm glad you are, and I'm glad I am. So thank God for the privilege we have to come to you this way, and I uh, hope and pray it's a help to you, and I'd love to hear from you. So God bless you until we talk again, and I hope you have a good week in the Lord. Thank you once again for joining us today on the Preaching Matters Podcast. We'll try to have a new episode out next week, so I encourage you, if you enjoyed the episode or you think someone else would enjoy it, first, I want you to subscribe, and I'd like for you to leave a positive review on the platform of your choice, or on several if you choose, and I'd like for you to tell somebody else about it. This is a podcast for preachers. If you are a preacher or know some preacher who might benefit, share the news. God bless you. Thanks for being here pray that preaching goes well for you. God blesses you in your work for his glory. Pray for us, and Lord willing, we'll see you next week.